to your face and tell you fuck your dead homie in your face, you gonna tell me all oh, those are nothing but words. Yeah, I'm gonna tell nah, you. Hell no, nah, those hey, are fighting words. I'm gonna those tell you. Hey, I'm gonna tell you a goddamn lie. What I'm gonna fight you for? And I got to go home to my kids. I'm gonna fight you for a nigga and I make damn near $10,000 a week and that can stop. What I'm gonna fight you? My homies is dead. Your words don't hurt me. Fuck your mama. Niggas, fuck up. You don't know now, nigga. Matter of fact, I ain't even got no dead homies, nigga. I'm 45 years old. I ain't got no dead homies. How that's gonna hurt me? I'm a grown goddamn man. Don't know words affect me, boy. Words affect your mama, son. Words don't affect no man. Words affect boys and women, nigga. I'm a goddamn man who a woman listen to when I talk. If you don't rock with me, please get up off of me, please not talk to me. I cannot fake with you niggas, pray for you niggas. Please stay away from me, nigga, cause I'm a little dangerous, nigga. Play with me, nigga. You see the make of my nigga, and Jesus ain't saving the nigga. Rats getting bigger, all out of favors, my nigga. No, I cannot wait for a nigga. Nobody around when a nigga ain't winning. My money got low, they forgot I was living. Used to get down, I ain't scared to admit it. Really been chilling, keep me out your mission. If I get jamming, nobody gon' visit. Don't say you sorry, I'm too unforgiving. When I was hurt, no time you was Yo, 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 it's JP on the FWM Podcast. Bye with me, the Diary of the Strong Black People. I'm here, back in the rabbit hole. After a nice little break, it's crazy because the break was initially supposed to be one or two weeks. Um, I said I was just going to sit back for a little minute and said, well, I'm going to take some time. I had a couple... um, People that I said I was going to get on their platforms and they had been on mine. Shout out to Mike Higgins, um, with the, uh, Mindfuck podcast and shout out to my dog Ove, um, with the lunchbox. Um, those guys have been definitely putting in some work and I want you guys to make sure y'all go check it out. Um, take some time to just get started and those guys are definitely wanting to to get into this game and they have a passion and a love for people um ove is definitely being very transparent to everybody about himself bringing his life his experiences his family and stories and implementing it and giving it to you guys just for a click of a button nobody even has to know him personally, but he's giving you guys himself and not even really giving a damn about it because he, he realizes everybody goes through everything. Some of them is the same. We all can empathize, sympathize, but we all have the same things going on. Some may be more, some may be less, but who are we? To be the judge of if somebody else's struggle is lighter than yours. Who are we? I was talking to some guys a week ago and we were just in conversation and I was like, you know, we was thinking, we were just bringing up some shit. 
And I was like, damn, man. It's crazy how we could line up our troubles with someone else and somebody can selfishly be like, oh, boy, you think that's something? Man, check this out. What happened to me? And it just becomes a dick measuring contest. And it's crazy. And with it being that as a dick measuring contest, do we ever realize or do we ever think to just be like, hmm, are we even listening to what someone else is going through to be able to empathize, sympathize, or feel what they're going through? Are we just listening to respond just for that being that selfish to have to compete about who is more having it rough than the other one? We're not listening. I feel like that's, that's selfish. But then I thought, it was like, you know, even though how much we going through, we can feel like it's the heaviest, it's the worst. But then you go back to the Bible and then it say, God said, I will not put too much on you that you can bear. And then you start to realize everything that you thought was heavy, everything that you thought was tearing you down. If you still living and kicking the day. <laughs> That was the truth. He won't put too much on you that you came back because you got through it. What don't kill you make you stronger. I was like, damn, we hear this word. We hear we hear and we know it. But the human, the selfish human flesh gets into the spiritual realm to where you really start to doubt when it has been proof in your face. All these years, depending on how old you are and the amount of years that it has taken you to have the sense to know right or wrong, what's extreme, what's not. But in those years of your maturity years to understand and you realize, damn, I'm still here. I'm still here. And, And we continue to doubt him. And he keeps every day. Showing us time and time again that we're so easy to be swayed by the demonic spirits, the selfish, satanic, the selfish, devilish spirit of doubt and fear, hate. We fall victim to that when we have no reason to. I really fuck with the way Ove going with his. I really, really do. And I hope you guys, it's the lunchbox. Definitely go check that out. And my boy Mike, you know, with the mind fuck, bros really, his passion is to get brothers together, man, and bond and get that love together, man, because strong men together are being able to pick each other up when they down, keep them motivated in a good mind. It's, we need that. But we let society and media every time that men want to get together. And if they want to get together all the time, the it shows you how media is at fear that if black men get together and really talk business, the world is going to take over. So they push to the mind of the people that if they get together and they want to be with each other too much, that's gay. They will continue to, oh, boys who want to be by, 
niggas who just want to be up under their homeboys all day. That, that That's suspect. But at the age, a certain age you hit in life when maturity strikes, it's not homeboys anymore. Men should have friends, partners that's really about some shit. We are grown with kids and families. It, it should not be no homeboys. It, even if y'all are like together playing the game together all the time, you know, that is his release to be able to bond with another man that's, that knows exactly what he's going through at all, all the time because he goes through it too. All the time. Every man goes through the same thing of having the stress of society continuously telling him how he's not doing right, how he needs to do more and more and more over and over and over and over again, just to be considered as a leader, a provider, a warrior, to protect and provide at all times. No slip up. Oh, you're a deadbeat. No slip up. Oh, you're a broke nigga. He has no room for error at all times. That man goes through that. Not only that, he has to battle because every day, no matter how a man will swing it and say it, but bro, men wake up every day to have to impress a woman. Whether it's his mother, his wife, his girlfriend, his baby mama, his sisters, aunties, a man every day moves and grinds for that approval because other men can't give each other those compliments to tell another man how I see you over there, bruh, grinding, man, keep doing your thing, bruh, hey, looking good over there. Because they are demonized that is, man, y'all be, a nigga got to say, if he give another man a compliment, he got to say no homo. He got to say no homo. How crazy is that? And then the media gets the women involved to push it also. And when is a woman going to realize that down? The much as media has been trying to push y'all away from a man to keep criticizing him, to keep kicking him, to be putting him down, to not to give him backhanded compliments, that it would keep him in good spirit. It doesn't beat him and drag him down to now y'all make it to where y'all want a man to be up under y'all 24-7. Know what he doing. Have him around you so you comfortable to know what that man is doing. But then if you get a, a man that's up under you too much, a man that does everything that you want him to do because you ask and he never tells you no, now you consider him a weak man. Now you're not interested. You call him a bitch. You want the man to stand and tell you no. Because that's a strong man, but you don't want to be told no. When are women also going to come and just be like, you know what, guys? Y'all know we are sometimes just, we don't know. Because our emotions keep us swinging on a daily. And we can't control it. We ask a man to understand that we're going to have mood swings and our attitudes, our hormones is going to change daily by the minute, by the second, by the hour, by the day. But 
we want them to understand, but can we come together and be like, you know what? If we, if we asking for grace and mercy from that man to understand, can we, can we all make a pact that we really need to be a little bit lighter? We don't need to put them through all the, just because we mad, we got the poke because it's like, well, shit, you look a little happy today. What the fuck you been doing? Why you happy? I've been out here working all day doing with these kids and shit like this. I'm exhausted. Why you got so much energy? Let me poke. The backhanded compliments that a woman would give a nigga like, you know, oh, yeah, you looking good or whatever you are. You about going out with your friends, you know. But a man to give a woman a compliment like, God damn, girl, you beautiful as hell. Why shit? Stepping out like that, girl? It's like a man should not get confidence because it's a fear now that if a man get confidence and you're not the only woman giving him those compliments, oh, he's too weak. So when he step out and get those compliments from another woman, oh, he's just going to jump on that bait because he's a weak man. He just won't. He just won't ask. He a dog. But you don't realize you're the one at the house depriving him of that. You want it so you're trying so hard for him not to do that, but you're not realizing you're depriving him of that at the house. So now you're anticipating him to go out and find it, but not realizing you self-sabotaging something. So not realizing you're not doing what you say he's going out there to look for because you're not doing it. It's like, damn. But I appreciate Mike having that, you know, because that's that's one thing like the creation of, in, uh, uh, of the rabbit hole. You know, a lot of people have came and said, this feels like therapy, you know, but I have mostly a lot of men coming to the rabbit hole. You know, I had a lot of women come through. Mother Mayla held it down for a while to be uh, the woman that was, was on a lot, but to be able to understand too the therapy portion of the man, but, you know, being a woman to bring light and excitement and laughter to where, you know, it's not always serious all the time. We're not sounding like it's a therapy session because women do listen to this, too. No woman wants to keep turning this on and having a man roundtable talk and always feeling like she's getting scolded within the conversation. And she has no type of nobody there for a rebuttal to stand for the woman. So what woman would want to keep listening to this? hearing men all the time and there is no woman perspective because if it sounds too much harsh to them then yes man it's, it's woman bashing but all they need is a fighting chance to have a woman there to either say hey if that conversation gets that way there is a woman to speak on their behalf or having a woman there that those some of those conversations may never happen because there is a woman there in respect of having that woman in that room and i can say she really definitely held it down but for brother have that also and to start being able to get himself and, and, and both of them, him and Ove, they, they definitely lean on me, which I tell him every day, like my nigga, I'm just, I ain't really far as, as far as you really think of me knowing this game. Yes. I've been in it for a year now, but it's like, you know, I'm always forever learning something new. 
Am I going to look for something new every single time, every single day? No, not every single day. I'm a, one of those guys of doing something and then start doing it and having consistency with it. And if something new pops up that I run into a roadblock, I learn to be like, okay, well, can't do this one anymore. Let me, it goes this way. But to always just, it just depends. But that's not me. But for them to trust all the time and to lean on me, we learn things together. And for them to have something that I don't know, especially Mike, something that I don't know and he knows, you know, bro, want to teach it to me. And then I teach you this. And I'm like, well, shit, I mean, I never really thought about that. I didn't know if I didn't know I needed that. But I mean, if you say I need it, hell, you want to teach it to me? Why not? And, you know, bro, feel good. You know, we sometimes having friends, bro. Sometimes you're not always in the mood to do things. Sometimes you're not overly excited for the same things all the time. But again, when you have friends, even in relationships too, how selfish are you when someone is excited about something and all they want to do is show it to you? How selfish of you to not, if you say that that's your partner, that's your friend, that's whoever, whatever, to spend that time, bro, to make them feel happy, to do what they ask for you to, to show you or to do whatever, whatever. What is it hurting you to learn something? Maybe you don't care about it. Maybe you may not never need it, but you never know. But that you're not even realizing in this day and time, man, it's so mental. It's such a mental welfare, uh, warfare out here. You know, people need and yearn to feel needed, wanted, and to feel like, bro, to hear someone say, you're doing a good job. You're doing something with your life. You're doing something in a passion that you love to do and you're feeling good about it. People want to hear that. People want to feel that. And no matter what you're going through, we have to realize it's selfish not to feel like just because I'm going through something, not to even think maybe it'll feel good. Even though I'm going through some bullshit, things ain't going right. But to see something else going right for somebody else and I can be a part of it. Why not feel the fulfillment of, well, if it's not happening to me, it feels good to be a part watching somebody else. And watching the smile, watch the happiness that they that they're they're experiencing. Why not? Why not put yourself to see if that works? See how that feels. And then maybe seeing somebody else move forward, see someone elevate, you be a part of it. Maybe that motivates you. Like, you know what? I needed to see that. Thank you. I needed that. Now you go back to the drawing board. Now you want to get there, but either you hate it, downplay it, or not even just want to be interested in it because you don't have nothing going on right now. You, you, you're on your own soapbox and you self-sabotaging a friendship because everything you do should always be perfect for you to feel good, to celebrate others. That's fucked up. That's really messed up. And that's selfish. For people you claim you love, I ride for this, I do it. <laughs> because things not going on, you would 
hope that, well, while my shit's slow, hopefully theirs will go slow too. Either I get that before them or we can get, or if anything, we get that together. After the two weeks, I purposely was like, well, hold on. I started realizing some things. I started looking into my craft with the podcast and media. And I just sat back and was like, well, hold on. Let me take a look at some things. Man, I realized, damn, boy, media, this shit happening every single day. And we get to see it firsthand as soon as it happened, either live or bruh. It will leak immediately. We live in a generation in the era right now. We have to wait for nothing. It can come to us. Snap of a finger, blink of an eye. We are spoiled. We are spoiled. And it is, is, and I'm talking about, it's making people lazier and lazier and lazier. Because everything's just coming to them. And not only that, I had to step away from a whole bunch of media because starting to realize like something happening every day. And I'm like, damn, as a content creator, bro, I should, it's no way that a content creator can run out of content because it's, it's content every single day, every single minute. I'm like, shit. It's like, now you wait a day you hear about something today, you say, I'm going to talk about it tomorrow. But it's 80 million other things just happened after that. And you're like, well, damn, this more recent. I ain't talking about this. It's like now the content creators have to jump on things immediately. And not only that, you start to realize that's why so much everything is so opinionated and so opinion bias heavily on opinions and agenda bias however they want to spin the narrative because things come out so fast people don't even have time to go fact check or to re- because after something dropped everybody puts their opinion down and, and, and the world has now gone to people not even knowing what's really facts because opinions and biases are so heavy now so you, everybody's just swaying the narrative and there's less and less and less facts being put out and whatever is being put out by media, that's the agenda, that's the narrative we're going with. And for everything that comes after that, it's like, okay, well, where can we plug this part in, in the story? Like now you just, you're not even fact checking. Everybody now has gotten their own narrative in their minds. If you look at the, the comments on these videos and these topics of things, it's like, damn, everybody has an opinion now. We've always had one, but boy, when I tell you it's being plastered, you got people, they don't even know how to talk to each other to either have a dialogue. It gets so disrespectful. And, 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 and not only that, Man, nigga news, nigga media, man, that is how the internet is. That is how that algorithm is E-N. Man, I'm talking about covering niggas, not black people. 
not African-American, covering niggas in media is keeping this media going. And we keep following into this shit and giving them content after content. Out, bruh, is so race outrage all the time. Race hustling, race baiting. Everything has to do with race, oppression, everything. I'm like, fuck, man. White man on, on trial for killing his son and his wife. I forgot what the name is. I just seen this shit the other day. Never heard of the trial before. Never knew when he killed the people. I just now, all of a sudden, his trial, he just got convicted of murder, killing his family. And now, whole thing was he may get off because he white. It's like, there's <sighs> so much race bait. And I, I don't even think people realize, don't even know what racism really, we have, we have now cried wolf. So much that is the first response. Like now, again, a narrative. People don't even know the facts anymore. I don't even think people really even understand what racism really. If they if they seen it in their face, they wouldn't know. Everything once if a white person tell us no or don't give us what we want, that's racism. Like I don't think that that's what that is, but that's the narrative that it push. I look at some. I look at Dion. Like he back in his like our community still so mad at him. Everything the man say, like he's shitting on black people. Is he really shitting on black people? I think we have grown up as black African Americans. Just the harsh truth, but that hurts us. And again, the logic doesn't kick in because emotion is so high being triggered by the truth. Man said some shit like he wants his quarterbacks two parent, you know, a mother and father in his life, 3.5 grade point average. He got to be able to be a leader of men, uh, lead, lead the football team. Niggas was like, niggas got mad about that and was like, well, Nigga, you ain't no two-parent household. Yo, you, you co-parent. The nigga never said that it had to be a two-parent household. He just said mother, father, heavily in the kids' life. I'm like, damn, here we go. Here we go. Then the next comment was defense alignment. One-parent household. Trying to save mama. You know, trying to get it. He hungry. Trying to get mama out, out the hood. Oh, bro, he plant, he praying on. On, on the uh the emotional pay, uh state of a kid just to get wins and and it's like no maybe we 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 all complain about when people see visibly that there are situations happening like that and they just be like man when you see that why don't people give them a chance so they can make a living for themselves to save their mama why not we we say things like that but then when someone highlights it and says, that's the type I want because I know they're going to want, they're going to be hungry. They want it. It's saying you praying on his, his, the, the, the emotional state, just using it for those. Like media knows black people don't, they don't know what they want. Like they have always just kept us on the, we not even understanding, not even knowing what the fuck going on. Like that's, that's the crazy thing. We are outraged about everything. 
always. We're always outraged. It's like, God damn. Like we never, we, we complain about something. The Airbnb thing. Like it's so much shit was going on. Like Airbnb. Like he ain't, he, the, all these years, he, he, why is this black coach not getting a, 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 a head coaching job? It's like, all the white, we always looking at what down. This white guy got it. This guy got it. But man, it's a lot of black coaches that got jobs that wasn't calling plays for Andy Reid too, for any coach too. Tony Dungy was the DC, had a head coach that said, "Hey, I want you to run the team like you the the head coach. You the DC, but I soon you you want to be a head coach, so." I want to help you out so you know what you're going to see. Wish it was another black man that made that decision. Yes. But that means, damn, either the white coaches got, head coaches got to put you in that position, or maybe it's not racism. Maybe he really not a leader of men to be a head coach. Maybe he is just a coordinator. When you go to an interview, bro, you have to wow your employer, like, like, why is that so hard? Like, after after the first five times that he interviewed and it didn't go right, is it safe to say that was that was the stigma that he interviews bad? So after that, why continue to interview so quickly behind each other, whether than taking a break? Finding somebody to help you be able to interview well. So when you come back, the stigma is not so bright on you that you interview bad. You're going from interview to interview back to back so quickly, never taking a break. The only break that you have is during the season. But as soon as the offseason comes, you interviewing again. Why not take a year or two off? Start to put, I don't think, our community understands too. It's about relationships and who you have relationships with. We would complain and be like, oh, they only got that job because his brother, the, the CEO. But again, when you want an opportunity, you would hope your brother that's a CEO somewhere would help you get a job, right? So it's like, damn, that's what we lack. Being able to put each other in positions because we are in position. That, that's the problem. Everything is not race bait. Everything should not be a race hustle because it's crazy because don't we see again anything that got to do with niggas being outraged about something? It sells. We are some hamsters on this wheel that's making the world go round. We are the hamsters and we want more and more of the money, the money, the money, the money, the money. What you want? More content? No matter how stupid it is, how much it's making me look dumb. Just to entertain people because black people are entertaining because they're going to give you some nigga shit. We going to give you some nigga shit always. And that's just real. We can't fight it. We can't fight it, but man, that's, that's just a little something, man, that it's been, it's been on my mind. Um, going through these again, this little break is like, damn, 
I really appreciate the break for me to realize how fast things are moving. Paying attention to some things, bro, like, damn. This going to be real fun. Because, like, it's like being a rapper. You going to yo every single day. In the yo every single day. You got to have content after content after content after content. Recording, dropping, dropping. Like, that's the only way. And I'm like, okay, bet. Because it's a lot of things to talk about always. It's how much time you want to put into it. How much you want to be, if you want to be great or not. The only way you're going to drop, only way that the piece going to reach the people, you got to give them something every day. Got to give them something all the time. I was like, damn, it's something to talk about every, like, every hour. You got this, I'm talking about, it's like you just sitting there writing. It's always something to talk about. I'm excited. But yeah, guys, I'm back. I appreciate the people who checked on me, man, and um, the people that that reached out about their platforms, too. Um, we back. So I had to take that break. And I, I'm, I'm, I'm so proud and so happy. The things that I found out, the things that came about, I'm grateful. And um, God wouldn't put too much on you that you can't bear. I had to realize that through this break. And I, I just I just pray to him every day that um, I continue to stay strong on my human flesh. Doesn't, you know, get stronger with not being so on the doubtful end of, oh, this is hard. This is, oh my God, how can I make it through? Because you're going to get, you're going to get me out of it. It's just at what point? At what time? When, when is, it's my time to get out of it? Cause I got to go through something to learn, learn something. And I'm just grateful for it. But I'm glad you guys back. Definitely tap in, like I said, to the Mindfuck podcast with uh, Mike Higgins and um, the Lunchbox with my dog, Chef OV. Make sure y'all tap into that. And make sure, guys, if you have not, make sure y'all go back. When I'm taking breaks like this, you know, I know some of you guys used to hearing it every week. But, man, I got a lot of content. A lot. It's a lot of things you guys miss. Go back and listen to the beginning season, first season. Listen to where it started. Listen to, man, how it has gotten way better. With time, go back. Make sure you guys share this to other people. I'm telling you, a lot of a lot of people, it's, this is not for everybody, but the guys who are, are still consistent listening to this, you know why you're listening to it. And you know there's people out here, you know, that have the mindset that we have. The, 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 where our minds at, it's a lot of people out here. Share it to them. See what they think. One thing about it, the more people hear it, whether they like it or not, it's cool. It's, for, it's only for an acquired taste of people. But the more ears that hear it again, it's a numbers game, baby. It's a numbers game. It don't matter. Some gonna like, some not. But the more ears hear it, 
That's how you figure out who with it. You find out who not too, but shit, it don't matter. We're always looking at who all on it. So appreciate y'all coming through in the rabbit hole. And it's JP on the F. WM Podcast. I with me. Lately, I've been chasing paper, chasing guap.